0: It's good to see you guys. Uh, so glad that you are here. And again, Amelia, congratulations. It's so very awesome. Um, welcome if you happen to be a first-timer here. We're so glad that you're part of, of today and being here in worship. And of course, a special welcome to those who are joining us online as well. It is good to be together in whatever way that that can be. So we're going to be in Matthew chapter 16 this morning. So if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and, and turn there. Um, Matthew 16, and if you don't have your Bibles, that's okay, it'll be up on the screen in just a little bit when we get to the verse. So we're in this series called Questions, like the the uh, video bumper said, we're in this series and we're looking at these questions that people asked. Um, in one month alone, so far in 2020, in regard to like, like our existence and who created all this and you know like theology you know all this people have googled some questions and the top three questions about our existence and what is our purpose and all these things have been first uh, 1.8 million people a month said who is Jesus we talked about that last week I heard from a lot of you about that message. So if you happen to miss it, I encourage you to go listen to it, watch it on our YouTube channel, on our webpage, Facebook. But more importantly, so you can share it with other people because it uh, it, it just, I think it's a very powerful um, opportunity to share Christ with others. So 1.8 million people a month say, who's Jesus? 1.2 million people a month say, what is the church? And then about one million people a month have said or asked, who is God? So we're answering these questions, and so today we are gonna talk about what is the church? What is the church? My goal for today's message is really, because I don't know what you think about when you think church, it could be so many different things, but my goal is that that we together would redefine what the church means, and then we would act on that. Like right? We would respond to that new definition of what the church means. Um, so here's what I, here's where I want to start. Regardless I guess I would say, um, like whatever your definition may be or what you think of, let's all kind of blank slate that, right? Let's just kind of erase that for a minute. And let's start from this. From the very beginning, the church has been a movement. The church was a movement. It was active. It was alive. The church was... A movement. It did not begin as an institution. It did not begin with buildings. It did not begin with hierarchy and liturgy and all these things. The church began as a movement. And the Greek word, we've been learning a lot of Greek words lately. Here's another one. The Greek word that, that we find in the New Testament, which is said 107 times, for church, like our English word church In the Greek what we find is this word ekklesia Ekklesia And the first time, and what it means It means to congregate It's where we get our term congregation, right? It means to come together It means to come together for a purpose It means to come together and then together to be called out So you see how it's a movement Like it's active, it's alive, right? Right? And so the very first time we hear this word or we read this word in scripture, it comes from none other than Jesus himself. And in Matthew chapter 16, he's talking to his disciples and he's asked them, who do people say I am? And they throw out a lot of different ideas, you know, a prophet, a teacher, you know, all these things. And then he asks his friends, like the people that know him best, who have been with him through everything, he says, but who do you say I am? And in verse 15 Peter says you are the Messiah you are the son of the living God he he says this and um and so Jesus is like okay here we go and this is the first time he says this word ecclesia in verse 18 he says Peter I'll just read it instead of giving you the paraphrase I say to you that you are Peter which means rock and upon this rock I will build my ecclesia church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. This is not only a movement, folks. This is a powerful movement. All right? It's alive. It's active. This is the church, ecclesia, that Jesus talks about. Now, I can tell you a whole lot about a background, but there's, there's a lot of history in regard to the church, in regard to Christianity. There were some dark times, bad times. At some point along the way, um, church got kind of political, you know, it kind of became like you had to be involved in the church if you wanted to have anything to do, like if you wanted to own a business or, you know, hold a position or anything, and it got very political, and it was money and wars and all these things, okay, and it was a really dark time, and during that time, slowly what happened is that a new word got introduced for this church. Instead of ecclesia, which means to come together for a purpose, Right this alive, active thing, instead of ecclesia come together and then be called out together, it became this word kirk. Kirk. Now, if you look at that word, it's a German word. Do you see how we get our English church from that? You see how it'd be real easy to just make that, that change into English, right? And so and what kirk means, kirk means a place. Kirk means a location. Kirk means a building. Kirk means a headquarters, like a location. It's not a movement, it's a place. Okay? And so the, there was this slow change from Ecclesia to Kirk. Andy Stanley writes in uh, his book, Deep and Wide, how, how to, I think the subtitle is like how to... Uh, be the church for unchurched people or the unchurched people want to be around or whatever. And he says this. I love what he said about the Kirk and Ecclesia. It's so good, powerful. He says, you can lock the doors of a Kirk not so with the Ecclesia of Jesus. You can lock the doors of a location. You can lock the doors of a church. You can lock the doors of a building. But not so with the movement, with the purpose Of Jesus followers and this whole purpose right this whole movement the what people were congregating about why they were forming and and being together and it was this powerful living thing is because of one simple simple message which we have very much convoluted today I'll say But the simple message was all focused around this one thing and that is is that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God as Peter said and he came to die for our sins to bring us the forgiveness of sins so that we could live a new life. And it's not just so we can live a new life but then so we can then be a light to others and, and share this with other people. Like it is purposeful. This is alive. It was all around that. You can lock the doors of a Kirk not so with the ecclesia of Jesus, and so here's what I—the question, right? 1.2 million people a month ask, "What is the church?" Here's some hard truth that I had to face, so I'll share it with you, <laughs> so you can face it too, and it might become as a challenge to some of you. But until you see yourself, yourself, right? Not not mom or dad. Not your spouse, not somebody else, not the pastor, not... Like, until you view yourself as part of the ecclesia, right? The alive, moving uh, part of, of what Jesus started. Until you see your part, yourself as part of the ecclesia, part of the movement, you will merely be a consumer instead of a contributor. A consumer instead of A contributor. And so I ask this question, which would you rather be, Porch Community? Would you rather be a contributor to the ecclesia or a consumer at the Kirk? A Contributor to the movement, the life, the power of that one simple message of who Jesus is and what he's come to do in you and in others? You wanna be part of that, a contributor to that or a consumer at the Kirk? See, a contributor adds, a contributor invests, a consumer just takes, a consumer diminishes. Which would you rather be? And so I'm gonna just ask this. Don't you wanna be part of the ecclesia? Don't you wanna be a contributor into this movement, into this life, into this energy, into this promise of Jesus Christ? Don't you wanna be part of the movement that that caused a, a, a teenage girl to say yes to Jesus? Right, Amelia? Don't we wanna be part of this? And so I offer to you today two what I would call practical ways. Like, so we're talking about this movement, right? You're, you're going, okay, what is this, how? How do we, what do we do? Like. Two practical ways I believe that we can participate in the movement. Because see, even in the dark times, even in the times when the kirk was more prevalent, more prominent than the ecclesia, even in those times, there was still just like bits, of like here and there, little little places where the ecclesia was still alive. The kirk might have been seen and known, but the ecclesia was still alive. Because listen, I mean, let your mind grab a hold of this just for a second. Matthew 16, 18, when Jesus said to Peter, I'm building the ecclesia. I'm starting the ecclesia, and it's starting now. We, in 2020, get to be be part of a movement that started then. Like, that's when it started to go. That's when it came alive. And we get to be part of this. I mean, talk about a movement. Thousands of years of movement. Movement. And I want to be part of this. I want us as, as the body of Christ, as the porch community, to be part of an ecclesia. I don't want us to be a Kirk. Heck no. So here's two practical ways that we can be part of the ecclesia. And the first one is this, and it might sound like really bad advice for right now in, in light of what's going on in our world. <laughs> but here's the first one. You want to be part of the movement? Move towards people. I told you it sounds like bad advice right now, but I'll explain. Move towards people. And I don't mean like get up in people's business, right? Like keep, keep the distance you need to keep for your health and safety and the health and safety of others. Of course, what I mean by move towards people is this, and I've said it before, and you might think, Shannon, why do you keep mentioning this? Well, because I think we still need to keep doing it. When I say move towards people, what I mean is I know without a doubt, because it's true in my life, there are people that God has placed on your heart. There are people that God has, he recalls their name, their face in your mind. There are people that you come in contact with on the regular and you feel like, I, I think I should do something. I think I should say something. I think I should share something. Are you with me? Is, is, like, is anyone going, I don't know what you're talking about. Talk to me after the service, I'll explain. Um, but, like, I believe that there are people that God has put around us. And you may have felt the, the um, you know, the desire to, to send the text message, to write the note, to make the phone call, to invite them to lunch, to, to just go and sit by them, to talk to them. Whatever it is, you felt it, but for whatever reason, you haven't done it. You haven't followed through. Or maybe you did it a couple times, you're like, yeah, that was wonderful, and for some reason you've stopped. Listen, I believe if we we, we want to be part of the movement of the, the ecclesia, the, of, of the church, of, of really being what Jesus meant it to be, that we'll join this movement. And one of the ways we do that is by moving towards people. Because the moment, folks, that we stop moving towards people, the moment we stop doing that, we become a kirk. And it's just us, and that gets really insider focused really fast, and there's no life in that, and nothing is reproduced. So we move towards people. Now, the second way I think we can uh, get into this movement, be a part of this movement, again, something I've mentioned a lot, is to move towards serving. Like move not just moving towards people to talk with them and, and share Christ with them, but then move move in a way that, that is I'm here to serve this is what Jesus came to do, right? Move towards serving. And I think about this and I think there's a lot of people who are now part of the Porch Community Church who who you know maybe for the last 9 months or even a year and like you you came along you're like hey this is where I want to be this is the place where where I, where I am you know maybe your your kid came here first and then you came and you're like wow and this is where we're we're not going anywhere this is where we're going to be I would say move towards serving in the ecclesia of the Porch Community Church move towards serving you know, and, and you might think, wow, I love those, th- those people in the red shirt sure are friendly, and they sure are nice, and they're always waving, and they're kind. We'd love to put a red shirt on you, okay? We would love for that. We'd love to give you that opportunity to, to give back, to be part, to be a contributor instead of a consumer, right? Some of you might consider yourself more like OGs and you've been around for a while. You're maybe with us downtown and you're like, I used to serve, but I did my time. Thank you very much. But I would say maybe consider serving again. Maybe consider like saying, I want to move towards serving again. And, you know, maybe you consider serving in a way you've never served before. You know what I think would be so very, very cool is that when we start back our elementary porch kids on Sunday, October 4th, that we have a bunch of grandpas and dads and young adult men in there serving. I think it'd be fantastic. I think it'd be awesome for men of God to be there, you know, eye to eye with kids and sharing the love of Christ with them. I think it'd be great. You know what I'd love is for our parking team to be prettier. And so some of you women could be a part of our parking team. I love our parking team. But when they start back up in October, like, it would just, like, are there ways in which let's move towards serving other people? And I'm not just talking about here. I mean that attitude of serving. I just like to give you some practical ways to do that. Move towards serving. If you feel that nudge a little bit, right? If you're feeling that nudge to go, okay, maybe I could do something, go to our website, click on connect, and let us know. Trust me, we will be in touch with you, right, Tenley? She's our guest services director. She's like, yes, we will be in touch with people who want to serve. We surely will. What is the church, Porch Community? What is it? It's a movement, and it's alive and it's not alive because we make it exciting and it's not alive because we do something different than everyone else. It is alive only because of Jesus Christ. Because he's alive. And I wanna be part of that movement. I wanna be a contributor to the ecclesia, the church. And I want our, our church to not just be a location on a map where you could drop a pen i want us to be alive and present in our community to be that that part of that movement that continues on and on and on years and years from now how do we do that we can move towards people i believe there's people that God's placed on your heart even like right now while we're talking like don't ignore that we move towards people we move towards serving if if anything else, I would just I would I would ask that you would keep the question in front of you uh, this week about whether you're a contributor to the ecclesia or a consumer in the kirk, because that's what knocked me upside the <laughs> head this week. Very challenged by that. We say we follow Jesus for our community here, and to me, that is exactly the definition of ecclesia. I hope that your challenge today, I hope that your definition of the church is different from this point forward. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you that we get to be part of something so alive, so real, so active that we get to we get the privilege like I don't get it, but you call us into this being a part of this You started it with Peter and and here we are now and we get to be part of this. Lord, would you just continue to um, show us the ways in which we can um, serve other people. God, I believe you've place some some names on our our heart, on our mind right now that you've just kind of stirred that up. And and Lord, I pray that we don't forget it, that we don't forget it by the time we pull off of this property, but that that we are reminded of it until we respond. Lord, we just want to, I just want us to be alive in you. I want the ecclesia to be real here among us, in us, with us, wherever we go. God, I thank you for the witness and the testimony of baptism and how by that simple act of of water, you show us, you remind us of the new life that you promised through Jesus Christ. God, would you take the the gifts that we, we bring today? Lord, would you take the gifts that we've already given and would you use them for the purpose of your ecclesia so that people might know you? We thank you for Jesus. And it's in his name we pray.